Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like how birds aren't real. Uh, we're just going to skip past it. This, uh. <laughs> this week, we have with us um. Alfred Clark. Um... Birds aren't real, Alfred. Say hello. Uh, Hello. What's your favorite uh, fake uh, bird? My favorite bird that isn't real. The bird that isn't real, yes. My favorite fictional bird. Yes, Um, yes, yes, yes. uh, There is a a, a wren that um, lives in, uh, like, just downstairs near the doorway that enters, and she had a nest uh, in our rafters for a little bit, and she's my favorite bird. very specific bird is so much better <laughs> exactly i zagged on you you didn't expect a specific bird me but so i got gotcha. you uh we also have brandon jones uh what is your favorite bird that is not real hello uh probably ericocris oh, just to double down on the not the, real birds that is like the double down of not real <laughs> uh we also have with us for the first time noah hi noah what's your favorite not real fake bird I hate birds. They <laughs> oh my creep God. me out. Because they're not real? No, because they are terrifying. I, like I hate them. everything that's not real. I like them from a distance. I like watching them outside. But I don't, I don't like birds. I think chickens have to be the, uh, the most terrifying thing ever. And I will eat them to consume their power. <laughs> their dark power. <laughs> What powers would you get but, from eating a chicken? Wait, no, that's a stupid question. We all eat chickens. Never mind. Semi-immortality? You you know what? It's not untrue is the thing. Like, the power to keep living is, is true, so that's fun. But they can also be super poisonous, which is also radical. Do you ever think about how we eat things that are just the most poisonous to us, but, like, we cook it a little, so it's fine? Anyway, I'm your host, Disney Hutton, and uh, my favorite bird is the seagull that every morning swoops at my girlfriend, because I think it's very funny. <laughs> One seag- the same seagull all the time. I don't know. Well, like there's a ne- there's a seagull nest around, and uh, so they're protecting their young. Um, but they've never swooped <laughs> me, and they always swoop at her. It's so well, funny. That, that that also feels like a bit of a negative. Like you walk out of the house and they look at you and they're like, not a threat. <laughs> no, I was no no I was taking it to mean too much of a threat. <laughs> like I walk outside and they're like, uh, we ain't fucking with uh, this one. She'll smash our eggs. <laughs> <laughs> she's got that look in her eyes she's like she's that. an egg smasher maybe you don't see them because they're not real <gasps> you, you know what <laughs> full circle baby fake birds that's oh. the that's that's your partner's your girlfriend's mistake is that she <laughs> she thinks that they're real she so believes, it's, she it's believes all psychological damage she just wants to believe it's like when like you break a mirror or something and you think you're gonna have bad luck so you you like put the bad luck upon you <laughs> thinks there are birds so the birds attack her you know it's how it works <laughs> uh, this week we're talking obviously about skill checks in D. I don't know why it's taken us so long to get to skill checks if I'm being real with you like we've gone through a lot of bullshit before we got to the main component of the game but here yep. the fuck we are so I think we should start off with one of, one of the things that a lot of people have some trouble with in D&D is player skill versus like character skill, mostly in terms of trap rooms when the player is 
cognizant that there's going to be traps, but the character might not. Do you roll a skill for that? Because you know better. And uh, things like puzzles and crap, where your character is either very stupid or very intelligent, and you are the opposite. Very stupid or very intelligent. Uh, so how do with those? And because he is new on the show, we throw Noah into the pit first. Uh... <laughs> Noah! How well, I have, a, I have a, a dream of rolling an acrobatics check and making my player do the acrobat. Mike, uh, hey, Noah, oh. I know, you're, I know you, you just joined this podcast, but you might be my kindred spirit because that was one of the things I wanted to bring up so badly in this episode is this exact thing. Please go on. Saying, do a backflip right now. Prove it. Prove that you can do it. Right. Um, do a barrel <laughs> <It's> roll. Like- <laughs> Like, that's one of the things as a DM that, like, really challenges me, though. Like, one of the characters is very wise, but not that bright. Uh, yeah. Mostly because he's a lizard. The player or the character? I mean, <laughs> like- the, the player, the, the character <laughs> is a giant lizard, but it's played by my boyfriend who would love to be a giant lizard. <laughs> so kind of both. So, yeah, so, yeah, how do you deal with things like your player knows things that their character would not like? What What's the skill check kind of thing for that? Maybe, maybe we should invent a skill check that is, yes. does your, when your player knows something that your character shouldn't, and if you can use that. <laughs> like a meta? Ooh, like a sure, meta! Yes. Roll meta for meta. Ch- Ooh. <laughs> okay, so normally your skill checks fall under, like, you know, your strength, dex, con, whatever. What would that one fall under? I don't think it would have, like, a modifier. I think that would be just, no? like, a straight roll. Or maybe, okay. like, maybe, like, wisdom, if I had to say something. Maybe maybe you assign your player's stats. <laughs> See, that's the way to, like, make enemies so fast, because there are some of my friends where I'm like, you get intelligence too. Shut up. I'm done with you. (laughs) I love my friends very dearly, but some of them are dumb little idiot babies. Like, and I, I count me in this. Like, I'm a very, like, low intelligence, high wisdom character. Um, you also do get to uh, say to your players uh, who you think could beat up who in a fight, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that's part of the character creation process is you all arm wrestle each other. And then yeah. you all participate in some throwing some balls and hoops. Uh, and then... Oh my god, that would be so And who so can good. do a backflip or barrel roll? <laughs> who can do a backflip? <laughs> I think you're setting up like a heist team now or something like that at this point. <laughs> Listen, Dungeons and Dragons oh, is a yeah. great platform that can be used for anything. We're playing D&D. Quick, learn how to lockpick. I like, like it's like uh it's like you know the the old stereotype of uh book groups and book groups just turn into like wine and chat groups. It's like that except you accidentally always form a heist team. That's choice. Or I guess like a fight club. Fight club. Yeah. Fight club. The idea that I'm using my D&D games just to like vet people <laughs> to then recruit them later. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Like, you know how people work together. Should we just have, like, why don't we change this episode? This episode is just how D&D helps you form like a very good like Ocean's Eleven style team. <laughs> Ocean's D20. <laughs> Ocean's D20. Ocean's D20. Oh my god. Thank you you for coming up with the episode title for me. Great. (laughs) It makes it easier. Holy shit. 
Sorry, but players do have, I mean, you know, we're humans. We have different skill sets. Yeah. Like, I can't do a backflip. I can do a backflip. And none of you none of you can see me in real life, so you can't confirm nor deny my backflip abilities. <laughs> Alfred, don't I, come to Scotland, please. <laughs> I have a broken tailbone, so I can guarantee you can't do a backflip. Oh, I, for some reason, I was convinced you were going to say, and that gave me special backflip <laughs> abilities. <laughs> no, definitely why. not. <laughs> I've got like really bad knee joints, so like I could probably like if I could do it, I will shatter my kneecap. But eh, <laughs> probably be able to fuck it. But yeah, that was that was genuinely something that I wanted to bring up of just the concept of if you think that your character won't be able to do something, or if your character has failed at something, if you can do it in real life, then I will award you that Ooh. skill check, no matter what. Like, I like that. <laughs> like, somebody saying, like, oh yeah, you could, you know, clear, you know, four feet, no problem, you know. Like, I, I can like jump I from here to here. Feet? Well, get on the roof, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, th- there is a human endangerment thing that does come come into play, but... Until the point where someone does backflip off a roof and whiffs it. It's fun. Yeah. Fun game. So, <laughs> it's I, all fun games until... <laughs> until nothing. Uh, Sounds do, great. Do, do any of you know like know how laps work? Because I, I, I have this I, 50-50 in my brain of whether or not it would be just if you can jump the gap, you can jump the gap. Or like roll... <laughs> The, I don't know if I don't know if people have dice in laps. Like, do you, is there a guy who has I, the dice I and rolls them? Have experience with this <gasps> field? Only you, one. Okay, I have one s- experience. You're saying that in like a kind of oh, I'm I shouldn't admit this. It's very nerdy when we are literally all on a Dungeons yes, and Dragons fair. podcast, and no, I'm so, very jealous. The, I will say I'm not okay. I have I'm not an expert at LARPing by any means. I've been mm-hmm. once. As my bachelor party. <laughs> oh <laughs> my so god, good. never mind. Holy fuck. <laughs> what was the yeah. fictional setup for your bachelor party lap? It was, we lit, I mean, we just rented a cabin in, in the LARP because it happened at like a campsite with cabins and stuff. And so I think everyone thought like we were there to like make fun of nerds or something like that. So we were, people were initially very hostile to be like, what? A bachelor party? What? <sighs> Oh my god. Well, that, that, okay, first off, that feels shitty and mean. Like, that feels like people being like, no, no, no. What if us could never get married? That's weird. Yeah, oof. <laughs> oh, but that's no, so like, good. No, but that, so what, you don't roll dice or anything like that. Like, uh-huh. so it was a weird setup. Like, at, when you start out, you don't have a class or anything. You're basically a peasant <laughs> that you can wield only some weapons. What? And so the most effective thing you could do was either, like, have a shield and, like, a semi-shitty sword that you had to, like, stab someone twice to kill them with, and then they had to lay down. But you had to physically <laughs> stab them. <laughs> See, would my would my skill check be better because I, I fenced in, in college or uni, as you might call it? I mean, it? probably. Do you have to have a pet to play a ranger? Oh, yeah, I can only assume. Like, I like the idea that mm, new new concept, everyone in D&D has to play a class that they could feasibly be. Uh, so yeah, ranger, well, I know you don't have to have a pet to be a ranger, but... I do enjoy someone being like, oh, I could be a ranger. I've already got, like, uh, an animal companion. And it's just, they're like, Bichon Frise. <laughs> or, or my cat, who's, like, not vicious at all. 
That's also that's a good trope. I mean, like, probably can still do the thing where you can like put a spell in them, but also might be a lazy cat. If if a Garfield cat will just sit there and do no. That's no, good. he'll he'll just go and attack everyone's feet because he wants them to pick them up. <laughs> would you have to have your like? I feel like you would only be able to use your animal companion again if you can do it in real life. In real <laughs> life, he can I- mess up your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of my dog, and I would be like, attack! And she would run over and immediately lie on her back and ask for cuddles. Uh, <laughs> she's a fucking useless garbage dog. I mean, look, we don't know what goblins are like. Who do- Who's to say my dog couldn't take a goblin? Oh, no, I'm- no, I thought we're going more down the route of goblins just love fluffy dogs, and that's very oh, good. Oh, so they- so they have, like, a cuteness check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they have to, like, it's like a wisdom, it would be a wisdom save to see if they yes. can, like, yeah. pull themselves Resist away the from Puppy. I would fail <laughs> yeah. every time. Automatic fail is me every time. I would be statted to be very good against that. <laughs> Aww. I'm a cat oh. person. I'm not a dog person. But what if Well, cat- you just have a favorite enemy, I guess. <laughs> yes, my favorite enemy. My favorite enemy are these Yorkies that poop everywhere. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about that got us here, but I think it was a tangent on a tangent on a tangent. Some so. about LARPing. <laughs> oh, LARPing, yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> yeah, so you, uh, we, so, mm, we tried <laughs> to make our own weapons, because you're supposed to, and uh, oh it God. was a surprise to me. No, you're supposed to put, like, foam onto things and then put it together and then, like, label <laughs> it with, like, what kind of weapon it is. But we made way too powerful weapons that, like, actually would not be good. <laughs> Yeah, like, so, sorry, am, am I hearing this correctly that you just, like, picked up, like, I don't know, say, a table and put sword on it and just smashed people <laughs> no, with no. it? We, we, we made an attempt, we, but we put, like, PVC pipe and coated it with a pool noodle, and, like, <laughs> oh my that God. was, no, that, that was un- not allowed. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it still hurt. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's still gonna kill you. Oh my god, but LARPing no, like, is weirder than I thought it was, my dudes. <laughs> but it, you know what? It actually ended up being that, like, either, yeah, you were, like, basically a shield tank, or, like, you... The other option was, uh... So all daggers and stabby sort of things are, uh, red weapons, and so you can wield red weapons at the start... So you can dual wheels at the start, which means that basically half of us were shield tanks and half of us were like berserker barbarian sort of things. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> also, like, is, is magic exist? How our magic do? Yeah. So I think the more you go, the more like experience. You, I think you have to go like 10 games before you can get a class, oh which my seems God. excessive. But I don't mean to, you know, dig on it, but like, eventually you get to be like a monk or a wizard or barbarian or something like that, you know, or cleric. So eventually there were clerics who like in the middle of a giant battle were like resurrecting people who would fall it, like cast mass resurrection and everyone who was like sitting on the floor dead could wake up and start fighting again. Uh, see, I was hoping that it was (laughs) like a water balloon filled with like, uh, those like colored, uh, paint dust. Uh, no. Would you throw at people for AOE effects? That would be good for me. I no, it sort of it sort of works on the honor system where someone Aww. literally throws a he literally they basically throw a beanbag and within a <laughs> radius of where the beanbag lands is the fireballs effect. This and is so, usually so it's like, buck wild. <laughs> yeah, you just point at people and be like, "You're dead! You're dead! You're dead!" 
Unless they have, like, magic resistance or something. Oh my, like, I'm just, I'm still kind of stuck on this, you don't get a class until 10 things. Like, imagine in D&D if you're like, oh, I, you're all just peasants for a long time. I mean, yeah. I feel like that would kind of make like, more sense, though. I mean, it is a thing, but not for a very long time. Like, there's yeah. a lot of oh, yeah. there are a lot of systems where you have um, the funnel, where, where everyone makes, like, four characters who are just peasants, and you <laughs> throw everyone through, like, a big, scary dungeon, and then most people die. Yeah. <laughs> But then, which whichever characters come out the other end, you have your characters that they get a class level. That's uh, so crazy. Th- like, but that's also still like ten, ten sessions of this thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that is a lot. That's a lot of time to be in a field. I guess with they a want stick. to weed out the posers. I mean, yeah, and also it was multiple days. <laughs> I like the idea that session nine, there are still people that are in there like, huh, I'm just doing this to make fun of nerds. <laughs> By that point, you are a nerd, you loser. Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. I'm going to have to start LARPing because that's hilarious to me in every way. I feel like there must be such, there, there must be like huge variation between different I'm like, sure. groups oh, and yeah. systems. And like, it, it's, it's such a, there's so much, there's so many ways you can take it. Yeah. So, I if while we're on this topic, yes. I have an eccentric billionaire dream for some for an <gasps> event that I would want to yes. set up. Am I invited? So, thank you. <laughs> if if I become an eccentric billionaire, yes. <laughs> I, I've not even heard this idea yet, and if I become an eccentric billionaire, I'm going to do it as well. So, All right. Okay, so good. basically, you rent out like a football field. You pay people to be actors, and you play a live action D and D game over the announcements. Rolling giant, uh-huh. like, beach ball D20s from mm-hmm. the stands. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yes. and then you basically say what people do over the announcements, and people can come watch, basically, Shit. a live D&D game with people, like, acting out on the grid, which is the football field. Oh. This sounds like, like, pro wrestling, <laughs> but different. I was gonna say that! Holy shit! <laughs> like, it sounds like a this- mix between, like, pro wrestling and, like, just, like... Improv? L- yeah, like improv, like improv theater kind of thing. So like yeah, improv, improv wrestling matches. Though I do like there is going to be that one person that you know plays a bard in their like at home games. <laughs> like, and then everyone's going to try to use the monster next turn. I'm. It's me. It's me. It's always me. Oh God, making live action people seduce monsters. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I think that like becomes a consent issue. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, I yes. feel like in the same way, I feel like because like the people that are playing it are also going to be actors. So like in the same way as like an actor's contract is like, sometimes you're going to be made to kiss your co-stars and that's fine. Uh, it would probably be that kind of honor system rules as well of like, you know, you know how people are with D&D. At one mm. point, you might also have to like do a 10 foot vertical leap and then spin jump into this monster's face. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh my god. So anyways, that, that's my ex- you have to be an eccentric <laughs> billionaire cuz this has to be over like a football field or an arena or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it would be it would be more difficult in your communication system, but like if you just get like a loudspeaker, a couple of like mic setup things and then just find a disused field somewhere. Yeah. I live in Scotland. There's a lot of fields niche cunts and like no one gives a shit what you did in the fucking wilderness. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> That's fun. We have to come up with a name for this, but yeah. Actually, <laughs> honestly, you could probably kickstart something to, you know. We should very much kickstart. 
I feel like the main problem would be like location because imagine kickstarting something and then being like, oh, it's being held in like Australia. And you're like, well, I can not go there. So that sucks. Yeah, you'd have to kickstart a world tour. I'll think I'll think on the name. I'll think thank you. The- thank you. I was going to say murder ball, but that's already a thing that exists. Murder roll? I don't know. Murder roll is pretty good, though. It might devalue like the actual really cool murder ball players. <laughs> and they're like, no, this your nerd shit ain't fuck on what we do. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why, where this started, but I, w- I guess we'll move on to an actual thing that will get definitely go into another tangent. So yeah, Alfred, you were you were talking about um getting bonuses from what role you get. So like the better the role, the better the outcome, kind of thing. Like yeah, I was wondering um if if anyone has any ideas um along this vein. Like basically, I mean it'd probably be specifically like out of combat things, but if you're rolling um a, a check for some reason, then um, having a, a sliding scale of success or just having the amount that you succeed by be taken into effect somehow. My, my like my first my first thought was like if you make a performance check and then the amount that you succeed by is the number of uh, gold pieces you get as tips. Okay. Um, but also um, there's a really good thing in the um, in Xanthar's guide for using thieves' tools to set a trap, where it's just like the amount that you roll for that check to set a trap is the difficulty for someone else discovering the trap oh i like that oh that's cool oh i like that a lot actually i've done a few where it's been like um where we'll i'll like write out a table for uh finding food and if you're like above 10 then you find something but how good it is and how much it's something that you would want to eat Depends on what you roll. <laughs> yeah. I had um, one that I made up ahead of time was if you got a 20, because usually when I write up tables, if you get either a 20 or a 1, it's something like different from if you got a, just like, oh, yes, I succeeded on it. Yeah. Um, and it was, you can roll to shoot an arrow at this thing you feel in the bushes, but then whatever they rolled on the check was what it... Uh, what it was, and this time they um, they had a dinner of porcupine. Oof. Oof. <laughs> My sweet folks. Disarm the porcupine. <laughs> I read online that they're actually pretty good. That's a me- Why did you read that? What? Was it for this? Was it for it this was scenario? For this. It was for this. Okay, I, was, I, I searched, can you eat porcupine? Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're just sitting there in your room like, hmm. I'm just trying to think about what a tasty treat might be for right now. I mean, to be fair, it could be like in fancy parties when everything's on cocktail sticks. Already got the cocktail sticks in. You just like, oh, oh fair. Just get a little bit out. It's fine. <laughs> you just have to awesome. like cube it very weirdly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this makes me sad. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little I'm sad. Weird. It's a little sad, but I also do enjoy nature's crudite. Like, that's <laughs> but I mean, like for for crits and stuff like that, like especially like it should. Whenever somebody crits, usually I try to like add something in to be like, even if it's like, oh, roll, you're rolling to disbelieve something. What should happen on a crit? Because sometimes, like, is it that like you're like. Oh, it's absolutely fine. Like, it definitely doesn't exist. How do you make that more disbelieved? Yeah. Like, none of the illusions work anymore? 
Ooh, you're immune cool to illusions one. for a while. Like, hey, that's a cool one. I quite like that. Like, notice like a specific like sheen. Like, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Hunger Gamesy. Like when they notice like uh, a chip in the uh, the kind of barrier that keeps them in the place, and then they're able to notice that everywhere. Like maybe illusions have like a specific like chip in the barrier that you're like, oh shit, that's illusion. That's an illusion. Oh yeah, like the source. You you know yeah, their yeah. signature or whatever. Yeah, like you know you know like kind of what the what the the shimmer is on them. Whenever anyone does like an acrobatics check or anything like that in any game I've run, it, it's always like if they crit, it's just like and you do a backflip. Of course, of course. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I feel like at no point did any DM sit down and discuss that that was what the kind of go to move is. But I feel like every DM, like if the acrobatics check is nat twenty good, that is backflips all the way down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's cooler than backflips. You can find me anything in this world cooler than backflips. I fucking dare you. <laughs> Somehow your character vapes. What? <laughs> <laughs> While Nobody doing the backflip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sick vape backflip. Sick yes. vape flip. See, here's the thing. This is the, like, well, the first time in this podcast, but I have two podcasts. This is the, the first of that um, we are bringing vaping into this podcast. I work for a vape shop. I work in, like, a vape <laughs> company. I genuinely, every so often, get the get the urge to go to my boss and be like, hey, we could, would you like to sponsor my shows and, like, give me some money? I will do some ad reads for you because we literally talk about vaping 24-7. <laughs> just because it's funny i'll probably leave that part out because he's got a lot of pride in his business but it is because it's funny like vaping is inherently <laughs> hilarious but yeah like uh, yeah so how do you make because like acrobatics acrobatics is an easy one for if you do a really good crit on it then you do backflips because that's how how you do how do you do any of the other ones I, th- I think it's easy easy to think about it in chunks of five. Yeah. I think that having checks where it's like um you're 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 doing partial checks to work on something is quite good. Like if you had an animal and you were trying to train it, then animal handling, you're gonna have to like have five days where you succeed on an animal handling check or something maybe. Yeah. Uh, but then if you beat it by five or ten, then you knock a day off. That's yeah. cool. Or you turn like you know whatever you're trying to ride into like. A super doggo, basically. Yes. <laughs> Somehow yes. it sprouts wings. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Becomes yeah. the Captain America of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do- wait, wait, no, but, wait. Would it be, or would it be the, the the Captain America of Rangers with a dog who is a shield? Like, do do oh! you throw? Is, is it? A, <laughs> no, don't I don't like be that shield. because the shield gets tossed <laughs> around a lot. It's a, a very, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's, I don't- <laughs> it's a tensor's floating disc. Let's not, you know. See, I like the idea that the animal handling check is kind of lets your companion do more than it normally would like in the same way as like maybe like giving it inspiration i like i guess oh yeah because like yeah if you if you pass it by a lot then maybe your your companion is is inspired to be able to go a little bit a little bit harder than it normally is would be that if like you're in a battle and it's like oh it does a little bit more damage or like you're like run very fast it runs a little bit faster because it wants you to be proud. Would it make sense for, um, like, extraneous crits, like, crits on stuff that don't necessarily matter, to mm-hmm. be like, oh, you get, like, three of those, you get an inspiration point? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I I kind of like that, just because, like, I, I do, that. that is one of those ones that I have had trouble with 
in the past before of people have like critted on things that don't matter like you know you know the classic of an investigation check on the room and they crit on it and everyone's really excited and there's nothing there what do you do like do you just feel like you find some gold because that also feels kind of like shitty because everyone (laughs) likes gold but if you find if you're like I crit there's three gold in the corner that sucks it's it's, (laughs) I was about to say it's only good if it's like you know a silver piece or something just <laughs> something that's an insult <laughs> you find a copper like lodged in the floor <laughs> yeah like you have to spend like five minutes like picking it out but like you get it i got it guys you ain't gay you can make you notice piece. that your world is the creation of that the imagination always, it's always funny <laughs> Your character realizes they're in d and I've used that <laughs> yeah. a couple of times. Uh, one yeah, time yeah, it yeah. significantly backfired on me because it was in the middle of a fight and the character just sat down. And they're like, I sit down and contemplate my existence and nearly <laughs> died. <laughs> yeah. I, but, but you mentioning this, I, I just thought it would be, it's a great idea. It would be great to have a, because um, like, I like the idea of, I, I use random tables for a lot of things uh, that you can get very good. Like I loot the body tables. But yeah. I just realized that if you, you could have a, I, I crit an investigation table <laughs> uh, where it's we just like a big list of like random things that could be like plot hooks maybe oh, or like yeah. could create like yeah. you know like an amulet with a family name or something uh, right an like an in just and then you letter. just invent what that is yeah. yeah something for the future just to hold on to I like yeah, yeah. that that's really cool actually that might be fun for like hey future is when you're editing this episode uh, go on to the crit chat uh, DMs group and ask everyone for ideas for what we should put on this list and then we'll put it out thank you future is thank you bye hey no problem passes I'll do it now uh, so now everyone can go and see that it will be out on our social medias at some point when we get enough uh i am gonna put us in the middle of the podcast break chat now that's cool uh editing you beautiful bastard <laughs> well hello there and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host is may uh thank you to, so much to noah for coming on for the very first time uh, i hope that he had a fun time because uh, we certainly enjoyed having him on uh, let's get down to business to defeat the plugs. Uh, that was great. I'm going to stop now, but I am going to tell you the plugs anyway. Uh, if you want to go to places where you can find us, you can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, or on twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat. Hello, my dog. Hi, Rio. How are you doing? You need attention? Are you here to tell people that that's a really good place to go if you want to help share around the good word of crit chat? Because if you go and like the page or follow us on Twitter, you can go and re-blog and do all the nice things to the post so that people know that we're here. Is that why you're here to tell people? Or do you want cuddles? Is that what you want instead? Okay. Well, I'm going to give my dog cuddles uh, and also tell you that, yeah, she is completely right. It's a really, really good place to go uh, if you want to help spread the good word of crit chat. Uh, if you do that, I don't know, tell me if you want a picture of my dog. She's very cute. I'll give you pictures of my sweet, good dog if you uh, if you share us around on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we've also got a Discord and you can find that in the description of wherever you are listening to this. Uh, we got some hot memes on all of them, so you should definitely go and check out those hot, good memes. Apparently, Rio doesn't like memes because now she is leaving. Uh, love you, Rio! You're very helpful. If you go over to our Twitter and interact with us on there, you might get a little shout out on the show. This week, we're shouting out at Naughty Nerdness and at TB Dragoncast for helping me come up with how to uh, make a terrifying Nicolas Cage pillow into a D&D monster because that's the thing that I needed in my life and they helped me out there. Uh, so if you want to get a shout out on the show, 
go over to our Twitter and do some chats with us. If you want to help us out in a money's way, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. Uh, it really helps us out. You can help as little as a dollar a month. That doesn't really take much out of your, out of your monies. That's not even a coffee. You could have a quarter less of a coffee and you could help us out a big, big heck ton. Uh, we just did a really big buy this time. Uh, if you want to see what we did with our money, you can go over to any of our social media things and you can see the new half damage cover art. Uh, you should definitely go and check it out. It's by an absolutely amazing graphic design artist. Uh, if you want to get in contact with her uh, for doing your own things because she did such a good job on our one, go over to any of our social media things, give us a DM uh, and I'll put you in contact with her. She does not have a website currently because uh, she's working on it, uh, but it is such an amazing fucking job that she did. It is wonderful uh, and we spent that good Patreon money on it. So thank you everyone who helped donate and helped get us there. Uh, and yeah, if you continue to support us more in the future, we can do a lot more cool things with the show that will make it excellent and cool and just radical. So yeah, help us out over on our Patreon. Speaking of Half Damage, if you have not seen Half Damage, you should go and see Half Damage. Half Damage is an actual play podcast that me and a bunch of the other crit chatters do. Uh, I DM it and run it and everyone else does like the good parts, like the fun, good, funny parts. Uh, <laughs> you can find that wherever you can find podcasts, wherever you're listening to this one. You can also listen to Half Damage. Uh, it's really cool. It's really fun. It's got a cool reality TV show twist to it. It can also be spooky, it can also be sad, but it's mostly just fucking hilarious. Right now we are in the midst of dealing with the greatest enemy of all. It's Kevin James. We all knew it was going to be Kevin James. <laughs> so if you want to see our Kevin James antics, you can go over to find Half Damage wherever you find podcasts. I'm going to let you get back to the episode, though. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good episode. And, oh, I should mention, if you have anything that you want us to talk about on the show, if you have, like, any pressing D&D questions, if there's anything about DMing that you want to know a bit more about, you can always ask us. You can ask us on any of our social media things, or you can find us over on our email. Our email is new. It is crit chatpodcast at gmail.com. You can ask us anything, either big topics like this, like how to do skill checks better, or if you've just got a very specific question, how you could have handled something better, or something that you're worried about in your upcoming game, you can ask us any of those things, and we'll talk about it on the show. We'll see whether it would be a whole episode, or if it would just be a little little question and answer session. I think it would be really cool if we started doing, like, Q&As inside episodes. That would be so cool for me. But yeah, I'll let you get to the episode. Love you all very much, and I'll see you later, nerds. So, uh, I do want to bring up, I don't want to be too self-promotional here, but, uh, in my game, whenever, uh, someone rolls a crit, it's supposed to be, like, double effect of whatever it is. Yeah. So, like, even on, like, it's specifically laid out to be, like, you, you hack a computer. So somebody did this where they hacked a keypad once, and for some reason, they had an extra, like, die they could roll to, like, try to do double effect or whatever. Basically, like, a double or nothing sort of thing. And oh. they crit... Both of those dice, which means technically they should have been doing two, four, sixteen times what they normally would. <laughs> so, what what happened is they basically hacked a keypad and got access to open and close any door remotely in the entire building. Ooh, that's cool. So I like, like that. So, do you have multipliers that multiply the multipliers? Then is yes. that what you're it's, saying? It's, that's oh that's great because that's my favorite thing from Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> stealth modifiers modify each other so that you yeah. end up with like times 60 damage <laughs> that yeah. is very so good 
it, it you you know it's the kind of game where like eventually you absolutely need that but you know <laughs> i'm trying to think of like other good crits would be for other like yeah like brandon you're you're kind of well versed like what are what are the good like crits that you've done in different skill checks so i mean like for like like intent like monster knowledge kind of things that's mm. one of the other ones that, like, instead of, oh, like, yeah. if you do really well and you're already trained in it, like, it's the kind of thing where, like, a druid makes a really good nature check. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tim. That's yeah. Tim. That's Tim the Furry. He has, he has weak knees. <laughs> right, don't come for me. <laughs> Fuck you. How dare you call out my knees? He sprained his ankle in the second grade. Again, don't come for me. <laughs> Here's his bad, tragic backstory. Maybe like too much information. Oh my god, I do like the idea of if someone gets a really good, yeah, like perception or nature check, just bombarding them with information. Like this is on you. You roll you, you that natural twenty. Looks like he might have to pee a little. <laughs> You're pretty sure that like five hours ago he pooped and like it was like it was like a toilet crime poop. Like, you know, <laughs> TMI is a very yes. good option for crits. That's fun. It, w- it would be great to have like essentially just like like a leather bound book with all the information on the history of this monster. They look up just on the off chance somebody crits it. <laughs> Like, it would be the best payoff ever, but if they didn't, you'd be very sad. You'd be very sad, but, like, imagine the satisfaction of someone, like, looking to you with those hopeful eyes of, like, what do I get? And then you just reach into your bag really slowly and pick out a tome and smack it in front of them and go, fucking have at it, bitch. (laughs) That's good. What don't you get? Oh, just your pal sitting reading through this giant book at the end of the day is so choice. But yeah, honestly, just being a little extra is always, like, when you're doing skill checks and stuff like that, yeah. is always, like, instead of being like, oh, you, you jump over it, because nobody wants that. Yeah, no one cares. Like, if we, people want a little a little bonus for the cool thing that they do. I do like the idea that, going off of what you were talking about, that you would have monster manuals where, like, there's just, like, a little table of really esoteric facts <laughs> about each monster for if you critted on an investigation or something. Ooh. Can we add a table of that too? Oh Definitely. yeah, we'll do that. Like as well. a TMI monster check Isoteric, table. Isoteric monster knowledge table is very good. Future is about you know what to do. We got this. <laughs> one one of the things that I, I really wanted to bring up because it's something that kind of constantly plagues a lot of my games is what do you do? for a memory check <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of time if you've got is, like well this is is this like a player forgetting something that has been this, mentioned yes. in a game essentially yes because like I'm, I'm very two ends of the coin on this two ends of the coin both sides of the coin the, you know the the actual phrase because i as a person take a lot of notes in session uh even when my character probably wouldn't remember things because i'm very like i i take a lot of notes about every single thing so no matter what it feels like my characters always remember everything but i am also an adhd motherfucker so every so often i forget to take notes uh which means that between one session and the next if there's something that happened literally five minutes ago in game time but in like player time it was like two days one day 50 minutes i will forget so is there something that you do for like a memory check i often don't because my idea behind it is that 
what you if it's a very important piece of knowledge the player would the the player may have forgotten it but the character probably would not that's fair but in that situation what about for little things like very recently i had a situation where someone realized that a bunch of members of a cult had a specific ring on and they wanted to try and remember if someone they had met in the past had that specific ring on mm. uh, which is not something that they noticed at the time mm. but that's good i mean that, like a that's a check? cool that that yeah that, i, I you could make it like a re- retroactive like i would say you would make a retroactive investigation with disadvantage mm. or something right? that's because pretty good because you're di- it's disadvantaged because you're not actively looking for it yeah and that's like still that. an investigation really that's short-term good. history check <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like i feel like yeah there, i feel like there should be a thing for that in general because it happens so often but also because investigation is the skill for like making connections between things and like yeah you know, yeah, gaining yeah information from that makes sense now i finally know what investigation's for <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just perception except maybe you'll find some extra coins on the floor i guess i don't know okay before we wrap up because we're kind of getting near the end i have uh, a game that i set out this is one of my useless things that shouldn't make it into the episode but i want it so it's <laughs> happening so we're gonna we're gonna tell me what skill checks you would do for these scenarios uh i'm gonna get Ooh. out my trusty d4 i like this a lot actually <laughs> uh, you won't in a minute uh so <laughs> first up noah i'm not picking on you this time the dice is so what would you do for this scenario a player comes to you, they're like, I would like to make avocado toast. They don't have avocados. They don't have toast. Go. How do you do it? Um, make a nature check to fi- try to find the avocados. Okay. This would probably be like you would have to crit on it or like get over <laughs> a 20. Avocados are so specific. Um, and then make a survival check to make some bread okay survival for bread survival I mean, there's not like a, there's not a cooking there's not a cooking one exactly and i think it'd be cook's tools like tinker's tools like, no that's where tools come in right like tools are so specific oh i always forget about tools aren't there cooking yeah, tools the, the, there are yeah there are yeah but i never yeah. remember about them I, I actually really it's it's one of the things i really like about xenothars is that it gives you loads of like extra help with using tools in your game it suggests like combining your skills with uh, your like tool proficiencies like if you're it gives the advantage of like if you're proficient in investigation and also mason's tools then if you're like investigating a a, a stone wall trying to find like a secret door or something then you would like get like double you'd get advantage on the check because you have two things contributing i like that okay that's cool Cool. i think it would also depend where they are in the world like if they're in a place where yeah they if they're in avocado toast land it, 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 no like <laughs> could they go buy some bread see also, yeah it could be persuasion has anyone made avocado toast before ever Ooh, me that's like, good. personally no oh, i love avocado <laughs> toast it's great it's just avocados on bread and then suddenly you're fancy and millennial it's great <laughs> and then old white oh. guys yell at you more than usual it's fun i do want to just jump in here and say that uh one time so in a recent campaign somebody played played a monk who was like over a thousand years old elf and we refer to him as a millennial constantly (laughs) (laughs) that's very good next scenario how do alfred how do take a good selfie what are the skill checks and like (laughs) let me tell you now the liar's answer the point the the non-cerebral answer is just performance performance check that's not it we know that's not it so sure let's think 
So in order to set up the scene, you would have to roll deception. I'm going to say deception. Deception. For setting up Bold. because you're you you have to frame everything right, and you you're never taking you're never just taking a photo of yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's definitely an element of arcana in there somewhere. There's definitely a, a, a magical like a magic a set of magic skills that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have. <laughs> uh, uh, and then you have to roll sleight of hand because you have to have <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. hold a phone Ooh. still. And that's like, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Now, Brandon, that leads you with the last yes. and most esoteric one. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> like your player comes to you and they're like, I need, like, what do I roll for a thing that just happened in the game where they need to get over that moment? Okay, you know when you're like walking down the street and someone waves at you and then you wave at them, but then they're waving at the person behind you and you're just sat there waving? How, what's a skill check to get out of that moment in a cool way that makes you not look like a loser? Oh, boy. <laughs> See, you know what? I've, I've given you the impossible <laughs> one because there's no way to recover from that. You know what? I'm going to say religion. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to pretend that, no, you were talking to me because things were meant to be. I'm actually a messenger from the gods. <laughs> Wait, you I'm turned into a Jehovah's Witness? Yes. It's the only way out of this situation. <laughs> That's so good. I, you know what? More awkward for them than it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> we've not we've not in this episode. We have not only like solved a couple of D&D problems. We have solved a real life problem that happens in the everyday. You're welcome. We've also come up with a, a LARP-based business model. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've discovered how to become multi-millionaire. We'd have to like charge for entry so that we get some of our money back for oh, this yeah. venture. Oh no, so, this like, would be a, a ticket gig. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that's all that we got time for this time. Uh, I guess we'll go over plugs. Uh, first up, Alfred, what would you like to plug? Uh, I would like to plug the Crit Chat Patreon. You should go to crit, uh, patreon.com slash Crit Chat, all crit one chat? word. <laughs> one word? Crit Chat, all one word, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I committed it, then uh, I regretted it. <laughs> um, yeah, you can uh, you can you can donate money there. There's um, a, a bunch of different benefits. One of which is uh, a uh, an open table D and D game that I run. Uh, it's a sci fi game called Space Scoundrels. You can play with other patrons and crit chat guests. Um, it happens every two weeks. I don't <laughs> some, remember some amount of time. Um, but it's usually on Sundays. Um, and uh, the next one is. Uh, this Sunday, this, this Sunday, Sunday, this which Sunday. Which is before, this was in the past for this episode, right? I know, but I'm very excited for it. Like, this is just current Ismay being excited. Like, sorry sorry, cool. people that are listening to this in the future when it's already happened, but we've not played for like a hot minute, so I'm really excited to get back. <laughs> Next up, Brandon, what do you have to plug? Yeah, so I have a couple things. I have a tabletop RPG called Phase Shift. It's a sci-fi fantasy one. Uh, you can find that at uh, faceshiftgame.com or robots.church. So good. That's still so good. It's still so fucking so good. good. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I had to chop around to find the right one, but you know. Um, you did it. You nailed I, it. Yep. I also do uh, a fan podcast for the podcast Mission to Zix. It's the Zix fancast. <laughs> you can find that at fancast.space. But if you don't listen to so Mission good. to Zix, that is no value for you. <laughs> God. So is that, is that a, that's a podcast fancast? Yes. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I'm so oh, excited about the world great. we live in. Yeah, yes. we live in it. Look, 
hey, everyone, like, for real, like, there's been a lot of really grim, terrible shit that's happened in the world, and sometimes it seems awful and terrible, but we also live in a world where there are podcasts about podcasts, and if that's not (laughs) so fucking good, I don't know what to tell you. I think we have merch we're going to put out at some point. They're so good! <laughs> oh my god, you what get... What does that look you like? You merch for a podcast that's a fan cast of another oh, pod. Oh, that's so This is good. so good. Is, is, it like, is it like a picture of like you guys, but with merch from the original podcast, and you're just like, yeah, that, look at this merch. That would be better. But I think there is one... They're basically just unwear shirts with unwearable phrases. Yes, that uh I think one of the shirts we're going to put out is Horniness Finds a Way, based on some, <laughs> something it. somebody said on the fan cast once. I'd wear it. <laughs> you know I'd wear it. Uh, Noah, what have you got for us? I guess I should ov- say the obvious, which is my actual play podcast called Queers on a Quest. Oh, so good. Awesome. It, it, it is a bunch of queer players playing some interesting characters. And we explore themes of of anti-capitalism and environmental destruction through fantasy. Holy shit, yes! Thank you! And um, our schedule is a little wonky because we have a hard time getting together and editing takes a while, but it is something that we are doing and will be continued to upkeep. That's so radical. That's all the things I give a fuck about. (laughs) Have any of your kobolds unionized? Uh, No, because we haven't had kobolds yet. Ah, that's why. But that's a very good idea. And it's (laughs) it's all homebrew from the world to the story. And I think it's really cool, but I'm also biased. So yeah, you can go to all of those places, check out all of those good things. Uh, if you want to find Crit Chat, all the places, you can find us over on iTunes by searching Crit Chat in podcasts and leave us a five-star review for this five-star show. Or find us on all the best podcast apps every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Brandon. And I've been Noah. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. Bye.